Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. I'm Colin Troop. It's Wednesday, September 20th, and today, the status quo is in my crosshairs because on Tuesday of this week, outdoor apparel brand Houdini announced a new circular-based concept store in Stockholm. And honestly, this is the kind of thing I've been waiting for someone to say. And I want to offer some commentary on this move and call out the rest of the outdoor industry to hop on board. But before we get to that, don't forget to head to GearTrade.com to take part in Secondhand September. And then, after getting geared up for your next adventure, click on the Sell Your Gear tab to request a box and let GearTrade sell your unwanted stuff for you and put money in your pocket. Since 1999, GearTrade has been your go-to solution for unnew outdoor gear and apparel. Head to GearTrade.com today. Okay, let's start the show. So as I see it, there are three main issues plaguing the outdoor industry. And I'm talking about the industry here, not the community at large, but given the place and the weight the industry holds over the community, that means these problems are for all of us. One, brands making too much stuff. Two, the continuing issues around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And three, the decline of outdoor specialty retailers. I have some guests lined up in the coming weeks and months to dig into each of these topics, and I also have a long gestating episode coming soon specifically about outdoor media and brands and the problems that they're creating for the outdoor community. But today I want to use this press release from Houdini as a way into these issues, mostly because it's the first ray of hope I've seen from an outdoor brand in quite some time. And yeah, I know it's a press release, so it's all in the voice of the brand, but the language they're choosing to use is definitely the direction we need to have our entire industry go in if we want to be the community that we can be. Okay, let me read to you right from the press release, and it starts with Houdini, the Swedish circular sportswear company. Uh, that's a big deal, calling themselves the circular sportswear company. That's a choice. Committed to sustainable innovation since 1993, is expanding its circularity platform, opening the first retail concept of its kind on September 28th in Stockholm's premier shopping district. Customers may choose how they access their garments, including renting apparel, subscribing to garments, as well as purchasing new secondhand or exclusive remade pieces and trading in garments for other Houdini pieces all at one venue. And then we get a quote from Ava Carlson, who is the CEO of Houdini. She says, the point of Houdini Circle isn't to make maximum profits, but to create value for all of our stakeholders. This is what our business is about. Sustainability and good business go hand in hand. This initiative is no exception. We hope to expand this concept to other global markets after an additional testing period. Okay, I'm not going to get into the details of what Houdini is doing or even what might be hyperbole, because I'm sure there's some of that too. I put a link to the full press release in the show notes if you want to go down that road. The reason for my excitement is the way Houdini is phrasing things. As some of you may recall, or even just know, I used to run sales and marketing for North America for PolarTech. PolarTech is a textile manufacturer who is credited with inventing synthetic fleece, as well as a host of other performance fabrics. In my role there, I sat with every relevant, and frankly a good many irrelevant, apparel brands in North America, and because of trade shows, a fair amount of international apparel brands as well. Now, for anyone listening who just likes playing around out in nature and isn't into how stuff actually gets made, you should know that none of your favorite brands actually make anything. They design the products they want to have made, then they source the fabrics and other materials from a place like Polartec or Gore or a myriad of other fabric zipper or button makers, and then they have a third-party factory actually manufacture what you end up wearing to Costco every Saturday or, you know, maybe out on the occasional hike. 
Sitting with these brands, almost all of them would say that they were interested in producing their goods as sustainably as possible. And to them, that means relying on the people who actually make the stuff to add in recycled content and for their factories to lessen their impact on the environment and on their workers, all while still making everything as cheaply as possible so the brand could maximize profits. Now, by putting it that way, I'm not being shitty for the sake of being shitty. This is how and why stuff gets made. If you've listened to me long enough, you probably know that if I have a beef, it lies with the disingenuous nature of outdoor brands claiming to care about the environment and wild spaces and then doing very, very little to change how much stuff we make or how we make it at all. Because we make too much stuff. This is the source for my ranting against a brand like Puff and Drinkware. If we're going to impact the earth, the way that making stuff at scale impacts the earth and impacts people, well, there better be a damn good reason to make that stuff. I mean, what does it say about us if we are willing to damage the environment or hurt people to make the stuff we use to go out and play? So that's why you constantly hear me say things like we need to buy less and make less. The best example of a brand encouraging us not to buy something has been Patagonia's much-heralded Don't Buy This Jacket ad that ran on Black Friday back in 2011. Yeah, it's been nearly 12 years, and Patagonia is still drafting off of that move. And look, there is a lot that Patagonia does that other brands don't. That is undeniable. But since 2011, Patagonia has more than doubled its annual revenue to go over $1 billion. Yeah, they were at about $500 million annually in revenue back then, which means it's also doubled the amount of stuff that it makes. And while their tagline used to be, build the best product, cause no unnecessary harm, use business to inspire solutions to the environmental crisis, they have since changed it to, we're in business to save our home planet. And all of their good work, notwithstanding, that new tagline is way more vague than build the best product and cause no unnecessary harm. As I see it, you can't be a billion-dollar brand who has millions and millions of products made and sold each year and also cause no unnecessary harm, and they recognize that. So yeah, even the great Patagonia has some questions that need to be answered when it comes to outdoor brands and their impact on our world. Hey, and before I go any further, I want to tell you that no outdoor brand will ever sponsor the rock fight. Ever. At least not while I'm in charge. Maybe when I sell this thing to Vox or The Ringer and they replace me with some generic podcast host and destroy all that I've built while I'm retired in a cabin up at the San Bernardino Mountains, maybe then you'll hear an outdoor brand read on the rock fight. But not while I'm holding the mic. I mean, shit, look who we have sponsoring us now. A secondhand retailer and a coffee brand. Use gear, apparel, and coffee. All things I can get behind passionately. That should tell you everything about what I learned while working in the outdoor industry. And so when I blow smoke up the ass of an outdoor brand, it's not to lure them in and write me a check. It's because like the great Dante Hicks once said about the nearly as great Luke Skywalker, I believe in giving credit where credit is due. And that's why I'm encouraged by the wording in this press release from Houdini. Most press announcements by outdoor brands are centered on new products or new hires, or if you're one of the bigger companies, quarterly earnings. If sustainability makes it into the release, it's usually in a bullshit, we've included a recycled piece of trim, so now you don't have to feel guilty about buying this new thing that you really don't need kind of way. They're looking to mitigate any second guessing of purchasing something new in the name of the environment so they can sell as many as possible. So for Houdini to center this new story on circularity is kind of a big deal for the industry. 
If you're unaware, circularity is a reference back to the circular economy, which is a system where materials never become waste and nature is regenerated. We currently operate in a linear economy where we just make stuff and when we're done, we throw it away. And yes, sue me, man, but I expect more from the outdoor industry. This is a grouping of companies with revenues totaling into the billions of dollars who market their wares to a public under the guise of going into the beautiful and wondrous natural world. Well, if how you make those wares are damaging to the beautiful and wondrous natural world, isn't that a little hypocritical? And the best we've done so far is Patagonia continuing to hit new levels of profitability while claiming that doing so is going to save our home planet? My hope here is that others start to look at what Houdini is doing and mimic it and that consumers start to demand it. And yeah, I know that's going to take a long time, but it has to start somewhere. Yeah, and by the way, yeah, credit to Houdini, but it still sucks that their store will only have Houdini in it. Where are the brand collaborations? Where are the shared learnings and joint statements? They don't exist because everyone is just protecting their share of the pie. The outdoor industry needs to be an environmental leader for the world. And for that to happen, it's time for the leaders of the industry, the brands, to start actually solving the problems. This is something I'm going to keep harping on here on The Rock Fight because honestly, I feel like I'm one of the only people operating in the outdoor media space with the balls to say anything. For now, high fives over to you, Houdini. But for you listening to this, I hope that you'll put secondhand first and shop secondhand goods over first quality. But if you can't find what you need, I hope you'll consider a brand like Houdini before defaulting to whatever is on sale at REI. All right, that's our show for today. Send me your thoughts and questions. The best of those emails will be featured on a future mailbag episode. Send it all to myrockbite at gmail.com. Please rate the show and follow us. For the love of God, give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show. It helps us so much. Please, I'm begging you. (laughs) Okay, I'm not begging. Please just do it. That'd be awesome. We'll be back with one more episode this Friday, which hopefully will feature the triumphant return of Justin Hausman. Fingers crossed. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC. I'm Colin True, and as always, here to take us out with the Rock Fight fight song is Krista Makes from Less Than Jake. We'll see you next time, Rock Fighters. Rock Fight!